You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. of the Lord this morning. Amen? Amen. If you're watching online, welcome. We're so honored that you chose to worship with us this morning. We have a few announcements that are exciting. We have some upcoming workshops. Look at your neighbor and say workshops. Workshops are an opportunity for you to have more discipleship and to grow and to nurture what God is stirring on the inside of you from Sunday morning, from small groups, from freedoms. It's just another layer for you to establish your roots with the Lord. Amen? Amen. So we have a workshop coming up, Holy Spirit follow-up, that Aubrey Nearing is going to be teaching. You did an excellent, excellent, excellent job the first night. I sat in it, and I just got so convicted by the Lord. It was a beautiful thing that I had been walking with the Lord. I've had Bible teaching, and I just feel like I was just like, I need to start all over again. His teaching was so thorough. So if you are hungry for more and want to know about the friend, the advocate, the counselor, all of his roles, the Holy Spirit, then October 18th, there's going to be a follow-up. And if you did not do the first workshop, you can still come hang out because it's going to be a roundtable discussion where they're going to ask questions and go a little bit deeper in the knowledge. Everybody say wisdom. We can have information, but if we don't have the wisdom of God, it's hard for us to walk out all of the knowledge that we have. And then we have a marriage workshop. Woo! If you're married, stand, wave your hand at me. Married. Oh, look at, look at all the marriages in this house. It's amazing. Look at your neighbor and say congratulations on being married. It's a big deal to stay married, you guys. It's a big deal. It's a, such a big deal. And we want to nourish and nurture your marriage. So October 19th, everybody loves to go out and have a good meal. The Bistro is catering a yummy meal. Yes, compliments of Jared Bradley. And the reason why we ask for you to pay is not that the church is making any money because we all know we can go to Chick-fil-A with two of us and spend $38. $40 is nothing for a good meal, a salad, a bread, a dessert, a coffee bar. I'm signing up. But tonight, today we want to give away a couple of free tickets. Woo, here we go. I was asking the Lord, ooh, how do I do this, Lord? And he said, if they've been in marriage coaching at the Father's house, stand up. No shame, people. We've all been there. Come on. Look at all these people wanting to grow their marriage. Yes, it's amazing. And if you want to get marriage coaching, call the office and we'll get you connected. Oh, wow. Now, Lord, what am I going to do? And he said, who has the most children? So if you have more than two children, stay standing. If you have more than three children, stay standing. If you have more than four children, stay standing. Woo! Give it up for these two couples. You guys have free 
free tickets on the house of the Father's house for the marriage event. Oh, my bad. I need my glasses. Okay, I'm giving away three tickets, three couples tickets. Woo! Yes, let's clap for him. Haley, can you go get my glasses in the office for me? Thank you so much. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> I love how I can be who I am. Isn't it amazing? At the Father's house, we believe in identity to be who God has called you to be. Also, we have a family movie night the last Friday in October. It's the 27th. We're going to have chili, hot dogs, s'mores. You don't want to miss it. Bring a blanket, chairs. We're going to lay out in the yard and watch a big movie together. It's an opportunity for you to meet other families if you haven't got connected. All right, that was a lot of information. And we are giving away, we are um, asking for uh, fall and winter clothes donations next Sunday. You can bring those clothes and Miss Gwen from Shepherd's Hand is going to um, have her volunteers here to pick them up. Okay, now I'm going to transition over. Y'all, I am so excited about the word the Lord has given me today. I am really excited because I really heard clearly from the Lord that this is the direction that he wants me to take this morning. So if you will, this morning, just open up your hands. Let's just focus on the Lord this morning. Go ahead and close your eyes so you're not distracted. You don't have to close your eyes, but sometimes we just get distracted by what's going on in front of us. And say this with me. Say, Lord, open up my eyes. Open up my ears. Open up my heart to receive what you want me to hear, what you want me to, he to see, what you want me to believe. And if it's anything that's not of you, I don't receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So this morning, as I was sitting in Aubrey's workshop, I was sitting there feeling such the conviction of the Lord. And I think sometimes we think of correction from the Lord. You know, the Bible says that he corrects those that he loves. We hear it as this negative connotation. Thank you, Haley. Haley didn't know what she was signing up for helping me today. Gracias. We see correction as this, oh wow, I can see all of your faces. We see correction as this negative thing when really in all actuality, God is wanting to empower us. He wants to protect us. He's saying, hey, up here, I want you to walk through this a little bit easier. But really, it's like kind of we have to go through this painful journey of figuring out like, oh, I'm going to have to walk through some stuff. If you signed up for freedom, raise your hand. Wow, look at all these people wanting to get free. And it's going to be, here's the thing, guys. We're not going to go into freedom and you're going to get free overnight or even in eight weeks. It's a long journey. Everybody say long journey. So I was sitting there in the Holy Spirit workshop, and I was thinking about how heavy ministry can be. I was thinking about how heavy some personal things have been over the last four months, three months, and I just felt super weary. There's a difference between tired and weary. Pastor Mike preached on it. It's a great message. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. But I was like, Lord, why do I feel so weary? I've been communing with you. I've been spending time in your presence. He said, Faith, you've forgotten the most, one of the most important things that I've given you as a promise in my word. And I said, what is it, Lord? He said, Ephesians 5.18, Faith. It says, continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was like, oh, 
okay, Lord, I know that scripture. And he said, yeah, but you haven't been asking me. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And all of a sudden, I felt this empowerment come over me. And I said, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And then I began to think about all the things that I haven't been asking the Lord for that probably would get me all the things that I had been asking the Lord for. And I'm going to take you there today. If you've been asking the Lord to move in your life in certain areas of your life, I believe that he wants to and he's not holding out on you. But sometimes we forget about the things biblically that he's asked us to ask him for. And that's where I want to go today. It says in Psalms 25:14, it says, for in the secret place... Let me see if I remember it. Sorry. See, I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning how to really get the scripture in my heart. It says, there's a private place reserved for the lovers of God who draw near to him and receive the revelation of the secrets of his promises. And I'm going to break that down a little bit for you today. So here I was asking the Lord, like, okay, Lord, what else do you want me to ask for? And he said, Faith, here's how you're going to learn how to ask me for things. It's in the secret place. And I was like, okay. And he said, and I want you to tell my people that it's not secretive. It's public. And it's actually living out the secret place in your public place. It's reserved for the lovers of God when they draw near to him and receive the revelation. Everybody say revelation. Revelation of the secrets of his promises. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I know Ephesians 5.18, Lord. I know a lot of the scriptures because I've memorized them. I've gained this information. But he said, you haven't gotten the revelation. And he said, and that only comes from being intimate with me. And so then I began to think about the difference between information, knowledge, and wisdom. And I've realized that even in this season, the last two years that I've been at the Father's house, I've been operating from a place of information, and I've not been operating from the place of wisdom. And I believe that this is a word for the body of Christ all over the place, is that we establish ourselves, we root ourselves in him, and from that place we receive revelation, we receive the wisdom of God, and then everything else we've been asking him for, guess what happens? It happens. Because we get wisdom to know how to answer conversations. We need to get wisdom and know which job to pick. We get wisdom in what to share with our children. We get wisdom. We get revelation insight that they've been hanging out at 1 o'clock in the morning, sneaking into the back bedroom. God's giving you the wisdom of the revelation of the secrets of his promises. Why? Because you're drawing near to him. And without that place... You will never operate the way that God truly longs and desires to partner with you. Amen? Amen. And so today, I just want to dive a little bit deeper into this. So I was listening to this podcast. Babe, will you go get that tree? I, this is super last minute. I felt the Lord do this. I was up there in the loges. I don't even know why I was up there. But I was up there, I saw this tree. And I'm like, oh, that's a prop. I need that. If this is your tree and it's here at the church, I will pay you money back for this because we're going to do something to this tree today. So 
I want you to visualize, this is going to be really funny, so I'm just trusting the Lord that he's going to help unveil all what he wants to say. I want you to visualize yourself as a tree today, okay? And there are three root systems of a tree. Oh, this is so pretty. There are three root systems of a tree. There is a lateral root system that goes, the root system goes out wide. It goes past the body of the tree. Then there is a heart root system. And will you put that picture up there for me? And you'll see the heart root system actually goes down and it spreads out. And then there's a third root system that just goes straight down. And when you don't have a heart root system, it's really hard for you to stand when conditions around the tree are going crazy. You do not have stability that you're rooted in the dirt the way that the tree needs to be in order to withstand every condition that's going on around it. And so I was listening to this podcast, and she said they went out to the garden. They planted a eucalyptus tree. The eucalyptus tree, they looked at it, and they're like, what's happened to the eucalyptus tree? They got it because they wanted to cut branches to make flower arrangements. And the eucalyptus tree had had all the branches cut off of it, and all all that was growing was the top of the tree. It was like one stem up at the top. And they were like, what's going on with our eucalyptus tree? So they called their tree guy that really knew trees, and he said, you know what? You guys have cut all the branches, and it's not had a good root system. You need to cut the tree in half. Can you cut that tree in half? You can't cut this tree? His knife won't cut this tree tree in half. I need a sawzall. Praise God. Okay, so I'm going to keep this up here so y'all can visualize this, okay? Give my husband a hand clap. He's always up for all of my weird things. So they had this eucalyptus tree, and this one actually looks really beautiful. I wouldn't want to cut this one in half. I would easily say I could cut the eucalyptus tree in half because it doesn't have any branches. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, not, that's easy. Sometimes we think we're bearing fruit that looks really pretty but our roots are not established. Oh, thank you, Lord. That's what I was looking for. And, and we were like, oh, we've got fruit in this season, Lord. Everything's going well. But really, he's wanting to prune us. And I even saw like this cutting to open our hearts up, to let him go a little bit deeper in there for a deeper surrender. And so she said, okay, well, I'll cut the eucalyptus tree. He said, yeah, there's no way that the roots are going to be established to maintain any growth. And also that tree, what happens to that tree when it gets really windy, it's going to just fall right over. Y'all see where I'm going with this? Do y'all see where I'm going with this? Yeah, it's really good. So maturity comes from when we open ourselves up in the secret place with the Lord. To what? To let him, some of us surrender our life to the Lord. Some of us surrender past hurts to the Lord. Some of us, it's time to mature. And when I say maturity, I'm not telling you that you are a baby that you need to grow up. But sometimes we feel like we're mature and then we go through hard things and we really struggle. 
The Bible says in James 1, it says, if any man lacks of wisdom, let him ask of it without unwavering. God wants us to get to the place where we're solely our heart system. I found that very interesting that it was a heart system because I believe that's where it all lies in our heart. If our hearts are aligned with his heart, then we can be rooted really firmly so that when things around us are happening, negative things, I'm rooted. I'm unchanging. I'm safe with you, Lord. Past history, church trauma, you're safe. Everyone else around me might not be safe, and that's okay, because I trust in a living God that's unchangeable, that's unmoving, that's unwavering. And you know what? He's proved to me time and time again that he is faithful. But God wants to get us to the place where our hearts are established in him, where we are literally not just hiding in the secret place, but coming out of the secret place to the public place with him and abiding with him and living with him and walking with him and dwelling with him. And this week, uh, my daughter and I were sitting at the table, and here's how it is going to be generational for you if you can get this. I'm just experiencing like just a tidbit of what God's going to do in our family. And it's just so cool. She came home from her fiddle, Fiddlewood Farm School and, um, and there at the table, she said, Mommy, I've got something so important to tell you. I said, tell me, what? And I made sure in that moment, I'm like, okay, she doesn't ever really come to me and tell me something super important. So I turned everything off and I locked eyes with her. And I said, I am just... I said, I'm dying to hear what's happening. And she said, I had an encounter with the Lord. He showed up. And part of me was like, what? Are you sure, Olivia? Like, I'm thinking this in my mind. I'm wondering how this all evolves. And she said, Mommy, I look up at the sky, and Miss Shelley is telling us, do we see God anywhere? God is with you all the time. Do you see him? Where do you see him? What is he saying? What is he doing? And she said, all of a sudden, his light shone from heaven, and all of a sudden, we begin to bow down to him. I'm like, what six-year-old bows down to the Lord? I'm like, what made you think to bow down to him? Because she said, because he loves me, Mom. Like, duh, why aren't you with me? It's because she's learning how to look for him and carry for him and be with him. It's the intimate place. It's drawing near to him. And she got revelation of the secrets of his promises that he's with us. So I began to teach her what I'm teaching you right now. Olivia, God's trying to show you who he is. And then as he shows you more of who he is, you long to be with him so good. So I believe the Lord is taking the Father's house people. He is saying, okay, it's time to cut off all the junk. Cut off anything that's holding you from opening up your heart to me, and it's time to go all in. It's time to going from the basic principle teachings of the Lord to maturity, Hebrews 6.1. It's time to go from just knowing all of this stuff but it's time to getting revelation and walking in all of it. Amen? Amen. And so 
the first thing that I want to talk about is knowledge. Knowledge is information gained through experience, reasoning, and acquaintance. Knowledge can exist without wisdom, but wisdom cannot exist without knowledge. So we have to know him. We have to know him and get in his word and get what to see what the promises are. You can't receive the revelation of the secrets of his promises if you don't have his promises already in your heart. So this is not to shame anybody. If you don't have the word of God in your heart, then start there. If you are immature in the Lord, it is okay. You don't even have to get cut. You can just start at the baby tree. That is good. That's the Lord speaking. You could start as a baby tree and let him establish your roots in his word. And then knowledge is what gathered over time through the study of the scriptures. It can be said that wisdom in turn acts properly upon the knowledge. That wisdom is the fitting application of the knowledge. Okay, so here's a few few examples. My husband loved this one because he loves guns. Knowledge is learning how to use a gun. So I'm going to training. I'm learning all this. You're going to workshops. You're learning how to access the Holy Spirit, right? But wisdom is knowing when to use it and when to keep it holstered. So wisdom is you taking your Holy Spirit stuff that Aubrey taught you, and it's going home and activating what it said in that binder, Knowledge is you going to freedom and learning what is freedom. What does the word say about freedom? But wisdom is opening your heart up in those discussions to be vulnerable, to build connection with the Lord, and to get revelation of what he wants to do on the inside of you. Amen? Here's another one I thought was really good. Knowledge understands that the light has turned red. Wisdom applies the brakes. Knowledge sees the quicksand. Wisdom walks around it. Knowledge memorizes the Ten Commandments, but wisdom obeys them. So good. Knowledge learns of God, but wisdom, this one's so good. I want you to get revelation. If you have anything written in your journal, I want you to write this. Knowledge is learns of God, but wisdom loves him. That's the intimacy part. Because from being intimate with someone, you get to really know them. You have a strong connection. I can see when my friends are struggling, I can see it on their face. I know, like, because I have a deep-rooted connection with them and friendship for 20 years. I know when I can look at them and something's happened in their life and they're really excited to share that with me. That's intimacy with the Lord is knowing that I got to go get a tree up in the loges. What are you doing, Lord? He said, you hear me. Just trust me. But some of us learn to have to learn how to be safe with the Lord because we've never had a deep intimacy, and that's okay too. Safety is just sitting with him, spending time in his word, hearing what he's saying. So the first thing is when we walk in the wisdom of God, it's God's guidance. I began to talk to Olivia a little bit. It's really helpful to have a six-year-old when you're saying your sermon because if she doesn't understand it, then forget it. So it really helps me break it down into an elementary form for me to even understand it, to get the revelation to release it. She said, I don't even understand. What do you mean by wisdom? Oh, 
you're right, I need to break this down. So wisdom is God's guidance. It says in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8, it says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. And I love this part. It says, with all your heart. Everybody say, all your heart. Not parts of your heart. Not wavering like one day I'll trust him and another day I won't. It says, with all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Here goes back to Psalm 25, 14. Become intimate with me in whatever you do and I will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all for wisdom comes when you adore me with undivided devotion and you avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find the healing refreshment for your body and spirit that long for it. So I was thinking about Solomon. He was probably 18 years old. His father had set him up for success, but he didn't really have the wisdom to know how to lead the people. And even in one part, I'll read this part first. So Solomon was immature, and he needed wisdom. It says in 1 Kings 3, it says, And Solomon loved the Lord, walking in the statures of his father David. In verse 5, at Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night. And God said, ask, what shall I give you? I feel like this is us this morning. The Lord saying, "Here's, here's, here's what I want you to ask me for. And Solomon says, you have shown great mercy to your servant David, my father, because he walked before you in truth, in righteousness, and uprightness of heart with you. You've continued this great kindness for him, and you've given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king instead of my father David, but I am a little child. I do not know how to go out or come in. I don't know if you've been experiencing how to do things. Doesn't mean that you're immature in its sense, but in a way, the maturity with the Lord is different than maturity in real life. Maturity with the Lord is such a deeper place than we've ever experienced. It's almost like this thing you can't even describe. Jesus just like step over. So I began to think about Solomon. He was like, I'm just a child, Lord. And then it says in 1 Kings 3, 9, it says, Therefore, give to your servant an understanding heart. It wasn't even that, that Solomon was asking him, for like all these things that he needed. I need chariots. I need servants. I need all of these things to, to be able to rule and reign in life. But he asked for what? An understanding heart. To judge your people that I may discern between good and evil. God giving him an understanding heart so that he know what was good and what was evil. So I know how to make a good decision or a bad decision. Then it goes on to say in verse 10, the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon asked this thing. And God said to him, because you've asked this thing and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have you asked the life of your enemies, but you asked for yourself understanding to discern justice. Behold, I have done according to your words. See, 
I have given you a wise, everybody say wise, an understanding, everybody say understanding, heart, so that there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall any like you arise after you. God has called each of us, every one of us, to do something no one else has ever done. But the only way that we're going to operate in the fullness of God is to get the understanding and wise heart. And you're going to find out where this comes from, from Solomon. In the NLT, it says, because you've asked for wisdom. So then it goes on to say in 1 Kings 3, actually, no, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to go over to 1 Kings Verse 3, where is it? Sorry. I think I wrote the scripture wrong down. Sorry, hold on just a second. I'm just going to say it. The thing that I loved about Solomon is that he was open to receiving the correction of the Lord. He looked at it as like, okay, Lord, I receive what you want to do. It says, those, happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. But right before that verse, it says, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. To me, God wouldn't have put that in the word unless it was in line with what Solomon was doing. You know, Solomon, we don't have all the parts in the story because he was in reign for 40 years. There's not all of the story there. But I believe because Solomon was walking in the wisdom of the nature of his heart, he had to have a wise and understanding heart to receive what God really wanted him to do. And even in the place, even now, as I am learning how to truly walk in maturity and wisdom with the Lord, I feel like I'm kind of somewhat starting over. Not that I'm starting back from salvation, but I'm starting to see things differently the way that God wants me to see them. And I believe that comes from being in the secret place with him. So don't look at it as correction, but look at it as God's empowerment. Amen? So we're going to go over to 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 29. It says, And God gave Solomon wisdom and exceedingly great understanding, and this is the part I loved, and largeness of heart like the sand on the seashore. That was the part of like the cutting It's like the cutting to open ourselves up. Like, Lord, give me your heart. Give me your heart for my kids. Give me your heart for the people at my job. Give me your heart for ministry. Give me my heart to serve the house of God. Give me the heart of what it's like for the people that are living on the streets. Like, let me have empathy for them and and let me be able to connect with those people. What a prayer. If we're asking anything of the Lord, yes, I want to ask for maturity, but Lord, let me have open up and the largeness of my heart for your purposes and for your plan. Amen? 
And then it goes on to say in verse 30, the Solomon's wisdom excelled the wisdom of all the men of the east and of all the wisdom of Egypt, for he was wiser than all men. Wow, so good. Proverbs 3. Actually, I'm going to go to 1 Kings 8. Keep following me here. This is a really good um, section, 1 Kings 1 through 11. If you want a deeper revelation of this, get in the secret place and allow him to give you revelation of the secrets of his promises. Because I believe that this is just a setup for what God wants to do here. Verse 22, it says, Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence. This was his dedication after he had built the temple. It says, Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread his hands towards heaven. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven above or on earth below like you who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all of their, what do you think it is? Heart. When we lose connection with the Lord, real true intimacy with the Lord, we begin to believe lies. And if you look at the life of Solomon, 1 Kings 11, I'm not going to go there, but he began to make all the wrong decisions. And I believe it was because he opened his heart up to other things and he allowed other things to come in to take the place of the Creator. And if we want to walk in maturity with the Lord, we have got to allow him to come and clean out some places and truly surrender all of our heart to him. To gain understanding, to gain wisdom. It says in Proverbs 3, 21 through 23, it says, Keep sound wisdom and discretion so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. Do not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes, for the Lord will be your confidence, and he will keep your foot from being caught. Isn't that good? So it first says, keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck, like you're carrying wisdom, because you're carrying him. And then you will walk safely. Psalm 23. Some of you can quote this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Where does your protection come? It comes from being intimate with him. And some of you have had stuff happen in your life where you just feel like there is no way that you can ever get close to the Lord again. You said, I've opened my tree. I've cut myself open. But it's been such a painful process that I'm just, I'm just 
putting it back up. I don't want anybody in. You have to start somewhere in order to get intimate with the Lord again. And some of you, it's just maybe it's calling a friend and saying, I'm struggling and I, I know that I, I need to be here, but I need to start here with just coming to you and having you pray for me. Maybe it's getting in, opening your Bible again that you haven't opened in two years and just saying, Lord, you said those who draw near you will receive revelation of the secrets of your promises. Lord, I know here's the thing. If you are this person, your past is not in vain. You know the word. You have history with the Lord. You're not starting over. He's actually saying, no, just invite me back in. And from that place, you will remember my safety and how much I love you. You will remember my faithfulness. And you won't have to live in pain anymore. But I can come in and I can do a work in you. But it's, it's going to have to be you making a decision to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to take one step forward. Amen? Amen. So unfortunately, Solomon lost everything because actually his son got it, but he, he got one part of the deal, but he lost so much because he opened himself up to believe a lie. And I even see myself sometimes where I'm super intimate and then I'm like, oh, I, I didn't ask the, invite the Lord into that space here today. And then I begin to believe a lie. Like, oh, this is what it's going to look like, Faith, because it's looked like that in the past. And then all of a sudden I'm like trickling down and I'm like, oh, I don't even feel like I'm with the Lord. Because that's what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to believe the lie so that you don't have connection with the Father. So you don't have empowerment. So you won't walk in your destiny. So that you won't walk in protection. So when that lie comes, you have to exchange it for the truth of God. Oh, faith, you're just going to get hurt again in ministry. Yeah, I probably am. Guess what? The Lord's safe. All of y'all aren't going to like me. It's okay. Because God is for me. He's not against me. Guess what? I'm just doing what he's asking me to do. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. You know? Because I know he is so safe. I know he is so faithful. I know he's watching out for me. I know I hear his voice and the voice of a stranger I don't follow. And I'm going to lean in to more intimacy with him. I'm going to fast more often. I'm going to, and it's not about doing, but it's about creating more spaces for him to come and dwell and abide with me. So you don't have to do a ton of stuff. Don't get into striving. But remember that scripture, those who walk in wisdom love me. It's an intimacy thing. It's coming closer to the Lord and saying, Lord, I am, I do want more of what you want. I don't know what that looks like, but give me revelation of the secrets of your promises. Some of you have even been called to, to even a greater level of leadership here, and it's scary for you. I get it. It's super scary. 
It's scary when you're looking at everything else except him. And then I'm safe. I will have no fear because I have power, love, and a sound mind. My mind is at rest and at peace. I'm not believing the lie, but I'm exchanging it for the truth. Do y'all see how I just did that? So some of you, it's time to step into maturity. And how do we do that? Becoming more intimate and asking God for more wisdom. Amen? If the uh, worship team will come up, if you all will stand with me this morning. I'm just super excited about where our church is going. Please don't leave. I just want to release like an activation over you this morning. I really believe, I'm going to read this scripture. It's so good. Um, For those of you that want to go back into it, 1 James uh, 5 through 8, it's the part of any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of him. Um, But I want to read 1 Corinthians 2, verses 6 through 16 really quick. It says, Yet we do not speak wisdom among those spiritually mature believers who have teachable hearts and a greater understanding, but it's a higher wisdom, not the wisdom of this present age. No one out there in the world is going to give you the wisdom of God. Some of you have creative ideas, business ideas that God has given you that no one out in the world has, will, would ever be able to give to you. And you're like, oh, how do I even start with this? I was even reminded at a conference in Texas, the Lord, remember when I said don't put it on the shelf? Y'all, I've been putting my kid's book on the shelf. I'm like, oh, Olivia, will just, she'll just write those books. The Lord's like, nope, that's your responsibility. Even some of you have business ideas and things that are just stirring in you, but it's overwhelming to think like, I don't know how to do that. That's okay. That's what the wisdom of God is for. It says, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the wisdom once hidden from man, but now revealed to us by God, which God predestined before the ages to your glory. None of the rulers of this age recognized and understood this wisdom, for if they had, they would have crucified the Lord of glory. For God has unveiled them and revealed them to us through his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit that teaches us all things, even sounding and measuring the profound depths of God. For what person knows the thoughts and motives of a man except the man's spirit within him? That's the empowerment piece, the Holy Spirit. Would you all just close your eyes for a a second this morning? This morning, if you just say, Faith, I have known I've needed to just start over with the Lord. I, I, just, I just need to rededicate. I just need to start walking with him. If that's you, I, I just want to pray for you this morning. If you want to just put a hand up, I'm not going to call you down or anything. I just want to pray over you this morning. Kind of been running from the Lord, just so like I... I want to consecrate my life to the Lord today because I know it is the safest place. Maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord and you're like, this this sounds all good, but I don't understand what you mean. 
God the Father sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we could have a relationship with God. And what's so beautiful about Jesus, it says he took on our sins and our punishment, our shame. Everything that you've probably been walking in that you've been feeling, God says, today is a new day for you. If you want to just turn your life over to God, he has got such a better plan than the plan you've been trying to figure out on your own. If that's you, just lift your hand to heaven this morning. Thank you, Lord, for moving. If you just want to say, Faith, I'm leaning in. I, I want more of what God wants to do in my heart. Can you just lift a hand to heaven this morning? Yes. Yes, Lord. God, we just invite you in to all the depths, all the arteries of our heart, God. We ask God for establishing our root system in you. I just decree over this congregation that they would not be wavering, that they would not be tossed about, but they would be firmly rooted and grounded, like Colossians says, in your love. God, let your love pour out to do a fresh work and a healing in their hearts this week, God. Come and meet them right where they are. Lord, I say, have your way in all that we're doing, in all that we're saying cause us to come up higher, to trust you at a deeper level, to build intimacy with you in the secret place. Let our secret place be the public place that we walk in every day. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. I just pray a fresh outpouring. Holy Spirit, we thank you for filling over and over and over, above and beyond, where we feel filled to full. I just pray refreshing over every heart that has had heaviness in the last couple of weeks. There's been things happening, Lord. I just pray a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit to come and pour into them. Pour into them in Jesus' name. God, we thank you. If you're watching online and you are there and you need a fresh touch from heaven, the same God is with you. Just all you need to do is lean in and ask him to come and meet you in your living room. God, we, we worship you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Tonight is freedom. If you're signed up, if you're not signed up and you want to sign up, come see me. But it starts at 6 o'clock here in the sanctuary. We're so excited.